Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of What Are We Doing? with your hosts, Becca and Ari. What are we doing? I hope, for the actual love of God, that you guys are hearing both of our audios, because after the little fiasco last week... Oh, such a fiasco. I was... I, I like usually like to listen to the podcast as I drive to work on Mondays because I just like to, you know, hear how it went. Sometimes I black out during these episodes, so I really don't know what we say. So it's always fun to just listen and see what's going on. But I like clicked to listen to it, and it was just me being like, Bud, Bud, are you recording? Okay, Bud, get ready to clap. Okay, are you ready? Like, I was so, I literally like my jaw dropped. I was like, oh no. And then I it's just uploaded. so funny. It was so bad, and then I uploaded um, what I thought was the correct one, but it was actually just Ari. So if you were a trooper and listened to both of our single audios, thank you. But luckily, I figured it out. But it was just like, ugh, such a fiasco. Put you through it. You really had to do the work. It was like a good morning, this is a Monday, good luck. It was a real test for the week. But I, I survived. I love it. I'm so proud of you. That was probably a low of mine. Not not my real low, but it was it was a low. Do okay, you what's low? your real low? Is that your oh, real low? No, my real low is that it's it's like kind of petty, but like I have to start going back into the office every single day, which I'm excited about because it'll be exciting to feel like an actual like real job, like going into the office every single day, like not having to work from home. But I loved just kind of like we would talk about this on the podcast, like just having a little bit of like differentiation in your week and just yeah you know it really splits up your week it does and it also just helped me be more creative because I was able to get into a different space um so that's kind of a low just because I won't be able to um have those you know differentiating factors um and also it was just nice like being home and like waking up at 6 50 to log on at 7 and then when I ended work at 3 30 I was done instead of having you know drive home and then show up an hour later but um Yeah, kind of a low, but I'm also excited. So it's like a low, but also a high, kind of. Yeah, there's a silver lining to it. Totally. What about you? Um, My low, not very many lows this week. It's been a pretty good week. Um, I think I've just had a little more anxiety than normal. And so I've just been trying to work on how to cope with it. I think that it's it's really hard because my anxiety... Man, it manifests itself very physiologically. Like mm. I feel it in my chest; it like tightens, and um, I it becomes hard to sleep. So I'm I'm totally okay. I'm just working on how I can work myself through it when I do feel it. So I've been trying a bunch of different tactics, like meditating, deep breathing. Um, but what's actually really been helping is just doing something that distracts me or kind of mm-hmm. like escapism. So. I've been, I'm rewatching Bridgerton right now, and that's really been helping, to be Classic. honest. Classic. I also feel like I was feeling a little bit anxious yesterday, too, and I just watched like a binge amount of Cody Co videos, and I immediately <gasps> so felt better. After last week, you literally started an obsession with me. You know, I've sent you a bunch of videos. Yes. He is so funny. It's just, it's everything he says is hilarious. That one I sent you where these, um, High schoolers try to decide <laughs> one of them that gets a thousand dollars, and it's, it's like just, a social experiment. It's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. It was 
and like I think his his humor is definitely like not everybody's humor, but like it's the sarcastic like humor that really just like I feel like you and I get, and it is so funny. And him and his girlfriend have the like perfect relationship, and it's I mean obviously you know not everything's perfect, but like they're so good for each other, and ugh, it's truly amazing. I love um, it. Speaking of things that put us in a good mood, my high of this week is that I finally have something to look forward to in this horrible um, thing we call the Panda Express, and it's that I'm going <laughs> to Mexico in <gasps> April. No. Yes, I'm going to Spill Puerto the Vallarta. details. Here are the deets, everybody. Remember that friend with the boat? She also has a condo in Mexico, so she's a great friend to have. Her name is Jessie. We've talked about Jessie on the podcast. Um, Jessie was going to Mexico for a couple, I think it's like a week, and she was like, listen, if you want to come, you can stay at the condo. And I was like, when am I ever going to get invited to Mexico where I just have to pay airfare and not accommodation? I was like, I got to go. Like, I'm vaccinated. You got to. And, and the moral of the story is befriend Jessie. Yes, if if you're taking anything from this podcast, it's that Jesse is the ultimate friend to have. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. It's just nice to like be looking forward to something. Like you know, just there's like an almost like a light at the end of the tunnel, and that light is Mexico, in a way. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. How about you? Um, my high is that a few things. So it's my birthday week. I'm turning 23. Ooh, ooh. Ari's um, birthday week. Yesterday, my work friends threw me like a little fun thing in my friend's apartment. They got me. That looked um, so cute. It was really cute. They got me a birthday crown, a birthday outfit. Two of my friends picked me up. They drove me to my other friend's apartment. Then my work friends all surprised me. I popped champagne. There was mimosas, Ugh. lattes, brunch. It was just really, so really cute and sweet. And I just totally felt the love, uh, which was just awesome. And it's great to work with people that you truly that truly love you for who you are, yeah. Um, which is which is just great. And then um, on Thursday night, I'm going to Austin to visit my friend who lives there, and a bunch of my friends are coming in as well. So that's gonna be fun. Um, it's a little stressful with all the logistics, managing right. like, wh- who's going where, what, when. But um, I'm excited. It'll be nice, warm weather. And I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to turn 23. I think it'll be a good year. I think it'll be a great year. I am so happy that it's your birthday. I just love Ari's birthday and she's going to have a great week. And it's so nice that I feel like birthdays really remind you of like all the loving people in your life. Speaking of, this is like a really bad transition, but like speaking of loving people, did you ever get those cookies I sent you? Yes. You did? They were so good. Okay, good. So Just good. Sure. Speaking of loving people, I'm also a nice. <laughs> Speaking of Becca's like... moral of the story, Becca's the best person ever. Yeah, moral um, of no, the story. They were guys. so good, and I was like kind of mad because I'm like trying to eat somewhat healthy because I'm gonna be. That's why in a I bikini. sent you two. Instead of four. I know. So Sorry, I know. So I got them anyways. And I was just like, I just, I can't pass this up. Um, totally. It was unbelievable. It was such a cute idea. Um, I, I love that. Uh, what else was I going to say? I, yeah, I just, I feel like with birthdays, for me, yes, I am such a person who loves to go out and mm-hmm. do fun things. And, but really the most important thing and like the best feeling is when you really feel 
love. the love from people mm-hmm. that you just that you know love you but just just take the time you know because it's one day where people just take the time out of their day just to remind you how much they love you and it's just it's such a good feeling so yeah, yeah I'm excited Wow, so Ari's got a great week lined up. She had a great weekend. And speaking of, Ari will be in Austin, obviously, this coming weekend. And then I'm actually going on a little staycation um, just to the city. So we will not be podcasting this coming Sunday. So there will be a little break, but we will be back the following week with, I'm sure, tons of stories to tell. Tons of stories. We'll spill all the tea. We will be having our own Oprah Winfrey interview um, and it'll be and great. And Meghan Markle will be in attendance. Yeah, Meghan Markle will be here next week or two weeks, so stay tuned. Also, but speaking of um, Jesse, back to her real quick. She sent me this thing. She goes, "What are we doing? No, what are we doing?" And then she like put your name into like, "What are we doing?" But it's just, "What are we doing?" Kind of funny. <laughs> that right? is kind of funny. I like it. We could definitely like if capitalize you- on that. Maybe merch. Yeah, like, that should be like that, maybe that should be like a segment. Like, what's Ari doing right now? Yeah, or like she's or just like just just different um, Insta posts. Usually, I'm gonna do a spoiler alert. I'm usually sitting on my couch in the same exact position, and this I'm literally I've literally molded into it, watching a TV show period or a movie. Piece. Oh. Usually a period piece, mm-hmm. um, but so it's not too exciting. But I, I like the "What are we doing? What are we? What doing? are we doing?" It's like if you say it fast enough, it kind of sounds like "What are we doing?" But it's like "What are we doing?" It doesn't work with Becca. What Becca? What Becca doing? Becca, what Becca doing? <laughs> what are Becca doing? Okay, guys. Speaking of Meghan Markle, who is coming on the podcast in two weeks, we need to completely dissect the Oprah Winfrey and Meghan Markle interview. It has been. All that I've been thinking about for the last week. Also, I think we should just dive into it. And yes, we're talking about the Meghan Markle, that interview, but also just like the royal family in general, yes. because there's such an enigma. Such an enigma. There's just so much that's ha- that has happened because of the interview in the past week. We have so much to talk about. Like, I don't know about you, bud, but I have somehow managed to like bring up the royal family in every single conversation that I have this week. Like it's actually kind of impressive how often I talk about them. So I'm so glad that we are doing this segment and we are spilling everything that we need to spill. So I thought of some guiding questions. So oh, that we thank don't go- you. I'm so happy yeah. you did because I would be all over the place with this. Same. So the first thing I want to talk about is the actual interview itself. What did you think of it? Did you think Oprah did a nice job? Did you think you know, everything was touched on that needed to be touched on? Did you ever feel like there was too much of something and not enough of anything else? Like, what were your thoughts? So my thoughts are, and I'm kind of a fake expert on this because Mm -hmm. I couldn't find the day after the full thing, so I watched it in clips. I know, but I watched everything. I just watched it in clips. And um, so I just got to give that as a, like, a precursor. Yeah, a precursor. Um, Preface. But I still, yeah, I still saw everything, and then I'm actually okay. going to watch the full thing all together tomorrow, just so I can rehash it because there's just yeah. so much tea. Um, my thought, I think Oprah did a great job. I think she was very caring, while mm-hmm. also not too emotional. She kept yeah. like a good amount of distance, but while also having that closeness like, at the ju- same time. Yeah. 
it was really good. I liked the setting. I liked how they were outside. Um, Did you it hear felt- Oprah mentioned that they were at a friend's house? Yeah. It was like, I'm we're like, at a friend's friend? house because of the view. And it's like, Oprah, was that necessary to throw in there? But, yeah, okay. that was so funny because I'm like, exactly. Like, was that, do you like have to say that? Like, I mean, I guess they just. Does the friend pay you? Like, <laughs> But there was one thing, I don't know if this counts as within this question, but there was this one thing that made me laugh really hard where, okay, I know, like we said, everyone's very, has a very polarized opinion when it comes mm-hmm. to Meghan Markle because some right. people are like go Meghan we feel for you whatever and some people are like she's an actress and right. I I I feel for her I think I mean here's the thing I don't know because I don't know the full story right. but it was just there's this one part where she's like in Little Mermaid the princess falls <laughs> she's I like the cringed. princess falls it was the cringiest thing she goes in the she Little goes Mermaid. she loses her voice she goes, she falls she in love with the prince, but she loses the, her voice. And I was like, this is actually the most rehearsed, like, cringiest thing I've ever heard. It just felt, I do understand why some people have an issue with Meghan Markle. I, I don't think she's, like, an evil person. And no. I think that she probably has dealt with so much shit from the royal family, and I'm happy she's kind of airing that out because they probably did a lot of shit to her, especially, we'll talk about it with the whole race stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Sometimes when she does talk, she sounds a little fake and rehearsed. Rehearsed. Yes. Yes. But you also have to remember this. Like, so my sister and her roommate who work in, they both work in PR. They were like watching the interview and they were like, this is exactly how we media train people to speak. But you also have to think about it. That's all they've known their whole lives. Like Megan has been an actress now for 10 years, 15 years. And Harry... I don't even know if Harry's ever had an interview that he wasn't always on, you know? So it's kind of like, you have to take that with like, yes, they sounded rehearsed, but also they're used to this. It's not like they're two randos like giving an interview. But I also felt the same way. But still, like you see, like, I know it's different, but you'll see someone like Emma Stone or I don't know why I'm thinking about Emma's, Emma Watson giving an interview and they're very they're they've like emma watson for example she's been acting since she's been hermione granger she's been what eight years old nine years old and she's still very poised when she talks but she has a little bit more it's just some little bit of authenticity that i feel is missing a little bit from Megan, but then again, I might just be being too harsh, and this is not me. All the Megan stands don't come hating at me. I support Megan too. I I honestly don't know where I stand. I probably support totally. Megan. I'm all over the fucking place. No, I I agree. I I watching it. I was like, okay. I I'm obviously taking everything with a grain of salt because we're only hearing one side. We're not hearing the palace respond, and they probably will never respond besides the statement that they put out. It's not like they're going to go do an interview with Pierce Morgan. Still tea, but yikes. <laughs> yikes! But I will say I thought it was like any time that he brought up his mom, I would get chills because I don't know if you've seen the interview Diana gave, like her famous yes, where she talks about there she's like such I was, parallels, such parallels. She was like I had postnatal depression, which is postpartum depression. She had an eating disorder. She self harmed, and she felt trapped and like the you know she was kind of exiled from the royal family obviously after the divorce and obviously we can all you know we know what happens next she unfortunately passes away in a tragic car accident 
But it's just interesting hearing it from Harry's perspective, kind of hearing like we were seeing that history was repeating itself and I wasn't going to let that happen, which is ultimately all we needed Prince Charles to do was protect his, you know, bride or at least have some sort of like faith and niceness and, you know, be some sort of compassionate kind of person. And he wasn't to Diana. So I'm very happy that Harry was that for Meghan because I think he knew he needed to be. So in that aspect, I think it was great. Yeah, and go them for speaking out and doing what they need to do to to protect their family. And I just... I just think it's. I saw the funniest meme that was like, I love you the can't, memes. The They're memes so were good. hilarious. But there was one that was like, you can't even get a snap back. And this guy leaves the entire royal family for his, like, for his girl or something like yes. that. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's so true. Like, he, it, I, I thought it was very, just, it made a, such a big statement that he was yeah. like, this, my dad did this to my mom. And I, I'm sorry, fuck Charles. I don't like him. Literally. But the fact that he said that this is done to his mom and it ultimately, he believed, you know, led to his mother's death, the fact and led to her having a really hard life, harder than it should have been, Mm -hmm. and that he didn't want that to happen to his family. I mean, wow, what a man. The bar has been raised, ladies. Raised. And it also just shows how much they actually are in love because, I mean, it'd be easy if you know, for him to just be like, okay, like, you're having trouble, let's, you know, end it. But, like, he he was going to stand by her regardless. Um, so, with that being said, let's jump into the fact that this was race-driven. Because I think that Harry said it best when he said, like, I always thought I was educated on race, but until I lived a day in her shoes, I was so unaware of all the, you know, subconscious biases that I had or she had, or sorry, people had towards her. And also, he made a really good point saying, like, half of the Commonwealth, or even like, you know, three-fourths of the Commonwealth are for, are black countries, are people where, there are countries where there's predominantly black people. And it's like, how amazing that the Commonwealth can see a member of the royal family who looks more like them And the royal family ultimately fucked that up. And the British tabloids. Like, when Harry was like, there's no better person to be representing the Commonwealth than someone who they can relate to. Like, you'd think the royal family would be all over that. And they weren't. And they were nasty and mean. I mean, I don't know for sure if it was the royal family. But, like, British tabloids, nasty, mean. And it didn't seem like the family was protecting her in that sense either. What do you think? It's just, it's unfortunately... The royal family has been like this dating back to William the Conqueror in 1066. I know the entire British royal family. Of course, of course. That's my shit. Because it's it's always been, they're very, very resistant to change at all times. It's their, it's the way they do things. It's, they have their rules set in stone. And whenever there's change, there's always been issues. It's just yeah. how the royal family's been forever. And it's a way that they safeguard their power and their status and their reputation by keeping the same rules. So when someone comes and tries and, and threatens That's that, different. basically, yeah. it, they the, they freak out. But it's just, I mean, I, I was a lot of people were super healthy cause, ha- happy because we're like, it's a welcome change that yeah. we see someone. It's 2021 um, or 2020. But the royal family is, di- you know, it's different. And when they said they were there were concerns over Archie's skin color, I Bet you that was Charles. I know to my bones that it was Charles. 
Also, I have an interesting factoid because I was really confused about like, all right, so Archie's not getting a title, but we've got Prince George, Prince Princess Charlotte, Prince Louis, like confused why William's kids got titles because technically their grandpa wasn't the monarch yet. Like I was just confused about that. Apparently, Queen Elizabeth made a rule that William's kids will get titles because she didn't want like the the there was still a rule in you can you can correct me if you know this, but um, there was still a rule that it was going to have to be the son. Like William was going to have to have a son to be the heir, but she changed that and gave everybody titles so that regardless of if it was a girl or a boy, they would be the heir. So if Charlotte had been born first, she would have been the heir because she kind of changed that rule because she's like I'm a queen, like and I I was luckily you know queen, but yeah. So I feel like I actually didn't know that. Isn't that interesting? That's I, and you know, see, we get little bits of change. I don't. The I thing just, is, I, sorry. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I, it's just the royal family is just very, very, very traditional in yeah. the most literal sense, in that they've been around for thousands of years—not thousands, mm-hmm. but like thousand years—and it's just it's hard because they're very, very reluctant to change. Very. Um, but I also don't think it's the queen. I really don't think it's the queen. I, think I don't queen, think it's the queen, too. I well, think she said, gets really bad advice. Well, did you the, see that? Did you see that um, Oprah mentioned the day after? Yes, that it was that not she the queen said or Philip. That Phillip. it was not the queen or Philip. I mean, Philip is like, he's, he's doing purple. <laughs> I know, it's so mean. He's, uh, he's not doing too hot. But no. the queen actually seems. I she mean, likes Megan. And Harry said, too, I mean, because the queen has had to go through her own fair share of shit, having to For rule sure. on her, like, having to be the queen in her own right. But I think that it was interesting how he says he's talked to his grandma, but his dad and him stopped speaking. Again, he's like, my dad Charles. isn't taking my calls. I'm like, Charles is taking this a little too personally. Like, if your grandmother, the queen, is okay with it and, like, FaceTiming you, Zooming you, sendi- sending Archie, like, waffle makers, like, get over it. Like, your dad can get over it. Like, chill. The spare is going to be fine. You have the air to worry about. But um, I also learned that my mom told me this. Um, when Queen Elizabeth was probably like, I'm not sure what era this was, but they basically, a news journalist wrote a story saying how the crown is losing its, um, what's the word, power because they're not being as transparent. Like, times are changing. People want to know what's going on in the palace. People want to know you know, they just want to feel like they're more of like a they member They want to feel connected. Own. Right. Instead of like this higher power that no one really sees. So the queen took a private meeting with this journalist and the journalist didn't know he was meeting with her. He thought he was meeting with the secretary. And then she like popped in and was like, listen, tell me what you think I could do to do this, to change this. And he said, you need to televise your Christmas speech and put it in every home in England. You need to open up the palace for tours. You need to do X, Y, Z. And she, she like initiated every single one of the changes he's made and now in history he is known to have done more for the british public than the monarchy isn't that crazy that's i mean insane and good for the queen for being receptive to that because i feel like charles would be like no but See, that's why i think it's this, not this whole episode should be called hating on charles yeah charles sucks i also don't think he's going to take the the um king title I think just Queen Elizabeth should live for as long as she possibly can. I mean, that woman, just, and if you just see her walk around, just, she is literally, all the memes about her are just amazing. She just is so funny. I love her. She's like, 
And also now now that I've done my deep dive into Diana's interview, like Diana was notorious for like always kind of mentioning and like hinting at the fact that Charles doesn't want it. So she's even said she's like, I hope William just takes it over Charles. Because I think the British public like William. And I from what I'm getting, Charles, Andrew, they're not doing too hot in the British yeah, public. Yeah, Charles book. and Andrew, if we could just kind of like brush we over them. We need to them. like skip a generation. Yeah. Well, and also because Charles with the whole he wanted to be with Camilla and then he had to be with Diana, but then he was just like still a dick about it. Oh, I mean, right? again, I feel I feel a little bit not uncomfortable but being like this is fuck this and like they didn't do this because I'm so far removed from these We're actual not people. We are it's fully not American. only that with celebrities. I'm far removed from celebrities and I still will be like I yeah. don't like how this person would ever and even I'm far removed from that but less removed and these celebrities give interviews, they give house tours, stuff like that. The monarchs barely let you into their yeah. lives and I'm making judgments about them so I don't really Agreed. know. But that's why this interview was so explosive is because we never get a look into how they really feel. It's everything is so staged and there's always kind of a facade. And that's why it was so, so interesting for everyone. I totally agree. And I think obviously everybody never take Ari and I's word for fact. Like we know nothing. Our opinions are just our opinions. They could be wrong. We don't, we just are saying how we feel. Um, but okay, let me quickly switch gears. There's been a lot of backlash after the interview with Piers Morgan, who is, I'm pretty sure just like butthurt that like maybe Meghan Markle like didn't give him a chance. Like I don't actually know what's going on, but he quit Good Morning Britain, I think is what it was. Um, after saying some very horrible thing about Meghan Markle being so open about her mental health. So have you heard about that? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know every detail about it, but I've heard a lot of shit. Like, Piers Morgan just has a vendetta against Meghan Markle. And for, like, for what? Like, Piers? I, I don't know. He fuck? just supposedly doesn't, does not like her. Yeah. And I guess he, like, stormed off and everyone's just like, fuck him. It's just, it's just not, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think it was a smart move at all from him. And no. I guess, you know, he's effectively, like, canceled and gone because it's just, especially, you can make fun of people, or not make fun, but pick at people for certain reasons, but for opening up about their mental health, you know, that's just, I just think, not something you touch. No. And, um, I mean, unless you're touching on it in a good way. Yeah, but, yeah, in a positive, or just honoring, way. or honoring what they said, because everyone's right. mental health is so personal to them that yeah. I don't think it's fair to critique it. What I was gonna say is that I don't know every detail. I just know that it was just a whole big fiasco, and yeah. that he like stormed off or something dumb like that, and everyone's just like, "Bye, fuck you." Agreed. Um, yeah, he did exactly that. And I will say, like, if you're going to criticize Megan or you're going to criticize Harry, or you're going to say, Megan's lying, the royal family's great. Sure, you can say whatever you want to say. But if you try to say that she did not feel the way that she felt when it came to taking her own life, like, that is unacceptable to admit. like Or not to admit, but, like, unacceptable to talk about. Like, you That's cannot. really not okay. Not okay. Like, everybody being like, yeah, how bad really was it you were a princess? Like, that is, like, there's such a stigma about mental health, and that's just fueling the problem. 
that's why people are afraid to open up because they're afraid of people being like, yeah, yeah, you don't actually feel like that. Like, I'm sorry. I think it was so brave of her to say, and I'm so oh, proud of her for saying that. She took such, it took such courage, no matter how you feel about Meghan Markle, it took so much courage for her to open up, you know, regarding her mental health and her suicidal ideation. And mm-hmm. I actually think it was super enlightening for everyone to see because they're like look at this girl who seems who seems to have a perfect life she married a prince and she felt this way and not only that she can overcome it i mean obviously she's not completely out of the woods but the fact that she can open up about it Mm -hmm. i just think that it was really helpful and for someone to critique something like that and to you know demean her talk against it yeah just not okay just no, it, point blank, not okay. It disgusts me. So if that's anybody out there, <laughs> this is a formal warning to change yourself. Um, okay. So yeah, overall thoughts. I loved getting this little deep dive into the royal family. Like this is going to be history. Diana's interview is history. This is even more oh, history. Oh, this is going down in history for sure. Going down for sure. And I'm so thankful that I was born in this era so that I could witness it. Honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like, I'm happy that they're out. If they, you know, want to go back, I don't really care. Like, I'm just glad that they're safe and happy. And honestly, this just goes again to show that we are the generation living through so many historical events. Every single pandemic. Harry and Meghan, um, the Trump's presidency. Oh, my uh, God. The vaccine. The vaccine. I mean— we are just constantly living through historical events, which will be so cool. Like, all this stuff is going to be in textbooks. In textbooks. For years and years and years. So it's just, it's just, it's cool. It's cool. And if you're listening to this in the future, you guys are so lucky that you have Becca and Ari live on the scene telling you the 50% of what's going on because we don't know fully. <laughs> Yikes, yeah. You guys are so lucky. Okay, let's move into our... I have a what's poppin'. Do you have a what's poppin'? I have a what's poppin', and I have, again, I, I've been lacking on the blast from the past, but I have a what are we watching. Okay, I don't have a what are we watching, but I have a blast from the past. But let's do what's I feel like that's poppin'. good because we give, like, a one of each. Okay. We might totally. have the same what's poppin', though. We don't. I mean, that okay. was really confident, but, like, we don't. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me count us in. Three, two, one. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Probably good. Um... Tell me your what's poppin'. My what's poppin' is that <laughs> there's just been a really weird, chaotic situation going on with JLo and A-Rod where... Okay, I know nothing about this. Okay. And I need you to fill me in. So fill I was very caught off guard because I was just under the impression that they're obsessed with each other, in love, they're engaged, like everything yeah. is perfect. That was the impression I got. And suppose, so all this news came out, I think yesterday or the day before, saying um, that they're splitting up after two years of engagement. I think it's two years of engagement. (gasps) And everyone was like, it was just such a shock because there literally was, everyone, it was just, I, I was so blindsided, so blindsided. But then, like a couple hours later, it came out that, no, 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 they're, staying together and they're working through things so I don't know no one really knows what's going on so they were breaking up and now I guess they're staying together staying together and trying to work through things I don't know but whatever it is there's trouble in paradise and I literally had no idea like they seem perfect clarification question yes 
Is A-Rod a football player? He was a baseball player, a very famous baseball, baseball player. Baseball. Okay. Now I'm caught up, and they don't have kids together, or do they? They don't, but he has his own kids, and she has her own kids, I'm pretty sure. I know she has and her they, own kids. and I, Yeah, and he has his own kids. I think and they all get kind along. Of, they're kind of like yeah, Brady Bunch-ish. So. Yeah. Okay, okay well, um, does this have anything to do with the... Um, it was like a Bravo Southern show. Charm. Yes. Yes. So there's all this speculation. There's someone, this girl on Southern Charm, I think her name's like Madison LaCroix or something like that. I don't know. Um, if that was <laughs> right, I'd be very, very I'll be really impressed. But if anyone hears this she, little clinky clack, I'm using a glass straw. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I trying to it. save the turtles. I'm just trying to save I the turtles. I love that for you. So Thank she you. supposedly came out saying that a-Rod was, like, texting her 30 things or something. I remember something, hearing or, about that. Or some form of, like, cheating allegation. And then that kind of blew over, and then this came out. So people are like, does this have anything to do with it? They're trying to yeah. connect the dots. But no one really knows because it's just, it's so private. So everyone's kind of speculating. Okay, well, we will have to keep tabs on that. And any new information we get, we will share. Yes, of course. What's your what's poppin'? Okay, so the Grammys are tonight, which seems oh, so yeah. irrelevant in this day and age, but those are happening. And Zayn Malik, um, former oh, One this. Direction, yes, former One Direction bandmate, came out against the Grammys and posted a tweet which basically said, fuck the Grammys and everyone associated. Um, you know, the only way to get nominations is to, like, shake hands and, you know, send gift baskets and whatnot. And in my eyes, I see this as, like, kind of salty, but I can understand, like, award shows I feel like can't be taken that seriously. Like, who really decides? You know what I mean? Like, everything's bought these days. So. Also, Emily in Paris was nominated for a Golden Globe. So, like, and that's all you need to know about award shows. Like, it's just, I, I mean, and also to be fair, this year the Grammys. I was actually that was going to be my what's popping, but then mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like I have nothing to say about it because I'm not none in the loop at all because it's not really a thing. I mean, what what channel is it on? Do you even know? Maybe I should watch it. I feel like maybe ABC, but it's all virtual. I think. It is. Like, I don't want to watch another I mean, virtual award show. Like, sorry. Rah. But, like, rah. But I, I do know that Harry Styles is nominated for a lot of things, which makes sense. Fine Line was beautiful. Taylor is nominated a lot. I think she deserves both of them are performing. to be nominated. Yeah. This is where Ari and I differ. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Oh, speaking of, but this is actually a really funny story. I got a comment um, on my YouTube video a couple days ago that said, you're a bitch, and Ari threatened to kill them. But... Basically, it was on a Taylor Swift video where I was bashing her. So I would like to make a formal apology for saying such negative things about Taylor Swift because I was six years ago, I was young, dumb, and broke, and I didn't mean it. So this is my formal apology for saying such actually ignorant things. They weren't really that bad. I just said I don't like how she yeah, dances. Yeah, but you're entitled to your own opinion. If you don't no, like but the way I she did dances, say you don't like one the way she dances. Thing. I did say, like, I feel like she can't keep a man, and that was, like, really anti-feminist oh. of me. Yeah. Okay, but, but you said it six years ago, and you realized, you know, that it wasn't good. Is this an apology video? Is this is this what that is? But I do <laughs> Breaking feel my bad. silence. Breaking my silence on Taylor Swift. But there's, to be fair, I don't feel that bad because I was just repeating the, the lyrics of Shake It Off. Because she was like, I go on too many dates, but I can't make them stay. That's what people say. I go, yeah, that's what I say. Like, I was really just repeating it. 
It wasn't like I came out against her. Yeah, in a you don't video. have to defend yourself. Yeah. So, anyways, if anyone's listening, the person who called me a bitch, I'm not. Cancel Becca. Two K. I was just young. <laughs> I was just stupid and young. Okay. Anyways, I just thought that was funny, but I'm still not a huge Taylor Swift fan. But I'm really rooting for her tonight, though. Stay tuned. And I think Dumb Dua Lipa is nominated for a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of people performing. She's been too, killing like, it. She's killing it. And so is like Marin Morris and John Mayer are performing. All this, a lot of people actually. There's a lot of performances. What time so. does it start? Can you look it up? Maybe five? What time is it? Oh, you might have missed it, bud. No, well, I think I the award s- show probably starts at seven. I literally Googled when are the Grammys? 7 p.m. Central. It, Central, so eight. 8 p.m. my time. Okay. I don't know what channel though. Can you look up what channel are the Grammys? CBS. On? CBS. Okay. Cool. See you guys there at the Grammys. Right. CBS has been killing it. They got the Meghan Markle and the the Meghan Markle interview and they got the Grammys. Great job CBS. Shout out. Great job CBS. Shout out to you. Okay, you're the you real have a what are we week. You have a what are we watching? I do and this is Wait, we got to sing. We got to sing. Oh yeah. 1 2 3. What are we what watching? Are we watching? That was good. <laughs> it okay, sounds like yeah. a Hannah Montana, like Disney Channel thing. It's like, when whoa, we sing whoa, that. whoa, whoa, yeah, what are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. Um, I just finished Outer Banks. I was Thanks hoping to you bring this up. Did Thanks you love it? You. I really liked it, yeah. I really, really liked it. It was, re- I just, for some reason, and it's, it is a show that's like, that I'd watch. I just have been putting it off. Mm-hmm. And I decided to watch it. And I really liked it. It was really interesting. And it dealt with a lot of real shit. Um, Very. It was, it was dark. Um, but it was still but, like uplift, like still, not uplifting, but like, there was some comedic moments that you were like, ugh. Oh, and you really yeah. fall in love with the characters. Well, I have to say, I really commend, like, all these actors are pretty unknown. I think they're, mm-hmm. like, all unknown. Or not unknown, but just not A-list Except for stars. Topper. No, you don't, Topper. Okay, well, whatever. I'll send you those TikToks. Anyways, they were all amazing actors and actresses. It was yep. just, I was surprised by how, just even, like, the little things they'd say to each other, or the way they'd, like, gesture, it was just so natural. that They're I didn't even friends. feel I didn't even feel like I was watching uh, a show. I didn't feel like I was watching a show, and I totally get your crush on JJ. I feel that. He's cute. He's They're really messed like, up in the show, but really, really cute. Really? Yeah. He's, like, one of those boys that you're like, I could, I could fix you. Um... He, sorry, <laughs> they are all best friends. They all shared an apartment together when they were filming. Like, they would all just, like, they're all just best friends. And it's it, it really shows. And I saw a tweet that was, like, Outer Banks makes you feel like those summers when you would, like, go on adventures and you didn't have a phone. Like, it just felt like childhood, kind of. Obviously, it's a little more dark. But it really just kind of felt like that vibe. Like, and, long and, days. Yeah, and also what I really liked about it is I liked, I mean, obviously, both the main girls um sarah cameron madeline klein or whatever and the girl who mm-hmm. played madison Ki- bailey key he plays Ki- kiara yeah kiara is it kiara or kiara? kiara i know i just call her key because everyone calls her key, key. yeah they're both beautiful like gorgeous 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 beautiful but I, what i loved about it is that they were made to be like these girls who were like everyone's obsessed with whatever 
but they were also, while they were gorgeous, they were also normal looking, if that makes sense. Like, they weren't these stick skinny, you know, supermodels. Like, supermodel, like, intense jawlines, like, big, you right. know, they, they looked like normal people Girls. our age. Or, I mean, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I guess they're our age, but normal young, young adult women and not yes. insane bikini model Victoria's Secret like they looked normal and I really really appreciated that because these guys were like fiending after them which they should because they're so hot but it would it made it more relatable that these girls you would see them without makeup or sometimes they'd be and like they'd have you know their stomachs out or they mm-hmm. would you know not trying to be like sticking their chin out it just they looked more normal and I really appreciated that I agree. I think Netflix did an amazing job casting. I think it was just like, it's just such a good show. It's just such a, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It it was my favorite show. Oh, can I say something else I really liked? Yeah. I really liked, I know, okay, this is spoiler alert. To, spoiler so alert, warning, spoiler alert, click off. If you're if you haven't seen it, I mean, if you probably have seen it by now, but if you haven't, yeah. skip. But I really liked how I know Madison Bailey, the girl who played Key, ended up kissing Pope at the end. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I love that, but what I really do like is that she didn't just like end up with someone just to end up with someone. Every right. time one of her friends hit on her, she was like, no, I don't feel that way. You're my friend. And yeah. they'd be like, oh, she's definitely into you. And because I think in every show you see the guy and the girl best friend, they're like, I like you. And then they end up like dating. That's in every single show. And mm-hmm. I thought it was so refreshing that she's like, you are my friend. I don't feel this way. I have other plans and I don't it doesn't involve you're me not being, in it. You, yeah, you're not in it. And I think it was really awesome that she's like, we're friends. And that's how so many girls feel. And I really like that they showed that. I agree. I think it was a, a lot of great decisions were made. And with a lot this of show. complexities, too. A lot of complexities. Like, you can't, every character, it was hard to be like, this one's good, this one's bad. Like, right. There was a lot of gray areas, which I really, really liked. I agree. That's my and feel. I. I will always, like, so JJ's part where he goes, housekeeping, that part was, like, totally improvised, and it it's just, like, he would, he kind of went along and said, like, all these parts that he improvised that they just kept because he is JJ, like, he's just, like, has funny stuff like that, and then he said, my favorite line that still makes me laugh to this day is when he's, like, being ushered out by security at, like, the, I don't know if it's, like, the, oh, the Midsummer's, like, ball thing, and he's being ushered out by security, and he's, like, Rose, you're looking like Lady Liberty tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that show. Um, Okay, yeah, that's a great, what are we watching? I'm currently in the middle of the Billie Eilish documentary. I will get to it, finishing it, but it is a hefty documentary. It's two hours and 15 minutes, so I don't know who needs that long when you're only 19, but anyways. um, Now we're going to go into our final segment of the podcast, which we like to call Blast Blast from from the the Past. Nice. And my blast from the past is, we might have talked about it, but do you remember in second grade or even third grade, we were just told one day that we will be raising mealworms and they will be going into cocoons and then we will have butterflies. Oh my gosh, that literally just unlocked a memory so far back. And I was so excited too. Like I love the look of the mealworm. Right. And then it was like, bring your Quaker oats that you're going to put the mealworm (gasps) in. 
I was like, how did you remember this? Because I bought Quaker Oats the other day and it like in the middle of sunset, I had like a vision. Like it was like a Raven Simone like moment. And I was like, oh my God, this brought me back to when I raised those mealworms into butterflies. I remember my mealworm. Oh my gosh, it was so exciting. It was so exciting. And I remember like one of mine died and I was like really sad, but not all of them live. And that's just like the circle of life. But I just want to know, was this other people's schools or was our school just like wacky? And we ate bugs in third grade. So much. And then we had those chicks in kindergarten. We got those eggs that the chicks that we bought that were just like in the back of the classroom. Like there was always just those eggs. And then one day they hatched. And I remember, but we were in PM and they hatched in AM. Yes. I don't know why I remember that, too, but I remember being pissed. I remember being like, fuck AM, because, like, I wanted to see those fucking fuck chicks AM. hatch. But it this was still bullshit. great. System's rigged. Yeah. I was like, we take these chickens on the playground, and then our teacher was like, no, they have to go to a farm now. And I'm like, what was the fucking point of this whole process? We get to hold them for a minute, and then we give them away. Like, I, we, I promise we didn't go to, like, we're not, like, from the country. Like, we didn't go to, like, a rural yeah, school. Yeah, we went we to, just... like, a normal school. But for some reason, we were, like, eating bugs and raising mealworms. And chickens. And chi- I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe other schools did this. I hope so. Let us know. But, like, what did that teach me? Like, the, maybe, like, the circle of life? But, like, not really. It actually taught me how to do my taxes. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, it really taught me how to invest in the stock market. So, if anyone needs any tips. <laughs> thank you, me, mealworm. Thank you so much, Quaker Oats. I'm going to invest in that company specifically because of those mealworms. It was just an odd thing that I remembered. I was like, this makes zero sense. But it happened. Yeah. Good memory, That's bud. That real. was a good one. Thanks. Thanks, bud. Okay, everybody. So... As we said in the earlier episode, or sorry, as we said earlier on in the episode, we will not be podcasting next week, but we will be back the week after. I also wanted to give a little shout out. Um, this video, or sorry, this episode is not sponsored by Liquid IV, but I do have a code that I recommend using because it's a great code. It's Becca underscore Fortune. You get twenty five percent off and free shipping. I am currently about to go order some more because I ran out. Bud, have you gotten the Liquid IV yet? What are your thoughts? Not yet. I no, you didn't pull the trigger? I, I will. I've just been lazy. Okay. Fair. Acai is my favorite flavor. Um, uh, yeah. Get yourself some liquid IV and help a girl out. And also help a podcast out. These we love days. it. We love it. We love you guys. And we will see you guys in, well, actually, two you'll weeks. hear from us in two weeks. Bye. Bye.